Hello and welcome to Office Hours with EAB. We're joined today by a couple of student success leaders from one of the largest community colleges in the state of California. They're going to talk about how they transformed the way their minority-serving institution onboards new students and keeps them from falling off path. Give these folks a listen and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Office Hours with EAB. My name is Emily Mittermeier, and I'm a strategic leader at EAB who works with our college and university partners on student success initiatives. I'm excited today to be joined by two guests who are doing amazing work in this area, Dr. Sonia De La Torre and Mr. Esteban Alfaro, both from Long Beach City College. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Emily. It's a great pleasure to join you. Yes. Hi. Good morning, Emily. Thank you so much for being here today with us and let's get started. Wonderful. So, Sonia, why don't we start with you? Uh, Would you mind telling us a little bit about your role at Long Beach and maybe a little bit about the journey that led you there? Yes, absolutely. So um, I've been at Long Beach City College for seven years now, and I have the privilege of serving as the Dean of Student Equity. Um, And as part of that portfolio, I oversee nine programmatic areas. And I think one of the things that's really interesting and unique about my portfolio is that I get to work with um, directors um, in being able to uh, curate experiences for students that are uh, from pre-matriculation all the way to completion. Um, And so I have programs that are part of my portfolio, like Upward Bound and Dual Enrollment and the First Year Experience, Um, and then um, categorical programs for many of our vulnerable student populations, Um, and also just unique initiatives, our Justice Scholars Program for formerly incarcerated, our Phoenix Scholars for gang-impacted individuals, our Male Success Initiative. And then um, the other piece of my portfolio is being able to uh, really assist the college in implementing large-scale equity initiatives. Um, and so I really, I really love just the, the diversity um, in terms of the work that I get to do. I've been a practitioner in higher education, Emily, for about 20 years. And I've had the opportunity to work in the UC system, the CSU system, four-year private and now the community college system. And so I started my career as an academic advisor. And uh, in that role, I had the unique opportunity to work with transfer students. And for me, that was the first moment when I, I fell in love with that population and said to myself, if my career trajectory permits, one day I want to be able to kind of um uh, start it, start it, you know, where, where I see kind of the greatest transformation happening in the community college system. And so I'm here now, I sort of see it as my career coming full circle, being able to um, engage in really transformative work at Long Beach City College. Funny, that's amazing. And all of the various populations that you work serving now, I know that plays so much into the great work that is happening at Long Beach City College that we'll hear more about in just a few minutes. Uh, But Esteban, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your role at the college, uh, maybe a little bit about the the makeup of students at Long Beach City College as well? Yes, totally. Thank you, Emily. Um, So my name is Esteban Alfaro. I am the director of the First Year Experience Program, and I also manage our Title V at the campus, which we call Destino. Uh, So within this portfolio in the FYE side of uh, the house, we um, manage, I manage all the transitional supports, uh, transitional programs to the college. So that is our Viking Summer Voyage, that is our Summer Bridge Program, our Welcome Day Student Success uh, Workshops. 
So all of our high school students coming in um, at a high school, they come through all these programs within uh, the FIE program. So we help direct and indirect uh, high school students or people coming from all walks of life. Uh, within the FIE side, we have about 13 FIE counselors uh, being full-time and also part-time. For Title V, which is our STEM program, we have about three STEM counselors. Uh, for both programs, we do have academic coaches as well. And just to know that FYE program houses the Long Beach College Promise, which are the College Promise programs uh, that help students with two years of free tuition at the college. Uh, students also join a career academy that helps them, you know, solidify their major, enter their major, get an internship, and then they transfer out or just meeting their educational goals in general. Um, and just to tell you a little bit about Long Beach, you know, our students join us from across the country, the state, and really the entire region. So. While many of our students um, come from the Long Beach region, we do have a lot of students from Southern California, the entire region. About 80% of our students identify as students of color. We are a minority serving institution, so we do have an HSI designation. Uh, we also have an NFPC designation. So we're, we're pretty, pretty large campus. We serve about 35,000 students every year. We are a single college district, um, but we do have two pretty large campuses in the city of Long Beach. About 67% of our students uh, identify as economically disadvantaged. So they are receiving Pell Grant and the fee waivers, the California fee waiver. And then about um, 60 of those, you know, identify as Latinx or Hispanic students. Um, a lot of them are first year students. Um, about two, oh, two thirds of those Hispanic students also are need base of the fee waiver. And about 45% of our students identify as first generation college students. And just to put things in perspective, you know, when we, in, you know, uh, got into this uh, partnership with uh, Starfish, we wanted to utilize a program that had a large, you know, number of students. And so we decided to go with FYE uh, because we have about 5,000 students that come in through the, our program every year, which is about half of the students that we get at Long Beach City College in general. We get about, you know, 10,000 to 12,000 every year. So we decided to pilot uh, this amazing uh, program with our FYE uh, programs. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much for that, Esteban. Um, now, having worked with the two of you and the Starfish team at Long Beach City College uh, for the last few years, I know all about the amazing work um, that the team at the college really has done to support uh, students who are at the college. Um, but I know that it wasn't always <laughs> that easy with Starfish. Um, so Sonia, could you take us back to 2016 and the early days of the efforts to revamp uh, Long Beach's approach to student success. I know that was around the time that Starfish came on board. Um, so if you could talk a little bit about what was the goal initially and what was your strategy for getting folks to buy in, um, not only to process changes that um, Starfish brought about, but to also uh, embracing the Starfish technology platform as a whole. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so I started at Long Beach City College in 2016. And at the time, um, my supervisor said uh, the implementation of an early alert system is one of the goals I have set for you. And there were, there were four, four goals. Uh, prior to that point, I'd never heard of Starfish. Um, and, and so it was all, all kind of new. Um, but, you know, I, I, I took my charge and uh, set on a mission to learn as much as I could about 
uh, Starfish and um, Early Alert systems at Long Beach City College. Um, and really the intention in looking at a platform like Starfish, the college was at a point where we knew we needed to do things very differently to serve students. Um, and uh, we needed to be much more intentional on in how we did that. And so our focus was really um, being able to provide students just-in-time supports um, and also to be able to streamline the ways in which students accessed resources and services. And so as I'm doing my research um, on Starfish Early Alert and talking to folks at the college, I had learned that um, several years prior to my arrival, the college had actually implemented a homegrown early alert system, and that system was not successful. And so, um, as you can imagine, institutions have long memories. And so this, uh, this was something that I knew I was going to have to sort of like lean into so that I could understand what what had worked and what didn't work with that original effort. And so, you know, as I as I uh, strategized, I began to talk to folks that were involved in that original effort, um, trying to get insight from them about, you know, maybe what were the things that um, had informed that effort, what had worked well, maybe what wasn't working well. Um, and so that insight was really useful in us sort of roadmapping, if you will, how we wanted to approach our, our implementation with Starfish. Um, another key part of the strategy was uh, implementing a cross-functional team. And so spent some time deliberately identifying faculty, staff, and administrators that could really help to inform the vision and the goals of our implementation of a technology platform like Starfish. Um, and so this group talked through the needs of the campus um, and ultimately informed how we wanted to operationalize the work. Um, and it's so interesting because, you know, I think at the time we were all really, really excited about the potential of Starfish and what it offered. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes we hope that there's going to be this magical technology that's just going to fix everything for us. And so as we met with our consultant and learned about all of the possibilities of Starfish, we had really lofty intentions um, and had all kinds of tracking items and kudos and flags um, that we were going to implement. And as we got closer to our implementation, we realized that we needed to scale back. There was a lot of potential with Starfish, but um, we didn't want to go so big initially that it was going to create fear and apprehension um, among um, our constituency groups. And in particular, our faculty, like it was really, really important for us that we had buy-in from, fa from faculty. And so I think initially we start off with something like 24 tracking items that we had identified that we wanted to um, implement as part of a progress survey and ultimately ended up landing on nine that we thought were the most essential as part of our first year pilot. And so the folks that are going to be directly impacted by the work, it's so essential that we actually include them in the conversations about how can we reimagine these workflows? You know, it, it was for us almost taking folks from kind of a paper process to a virtual process. And that requires that folks imagine the work a little bit differently. And sometimes that stretches folks in ways that makes them really uncomfortable. 
Um, but we were we were prepared for for the task, and I think we were excited and really committed. And so, um, as part of of the the um, implementation for us, it was also really important to have a lot of trainings with staff and faculty. Um, it was important to demystify the technology. Um, and, you know, as I said earlier, starting small was really helpful in being able to build confidence for folks that this was something that was not going to add work, but it was actually going to um, allow us to be more responsive to students' needs and it was going to improve efficiencies. And then, you know, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but this process for us was 18 months. And we were very focused on just implementing the early alert component of Starfish. So just the progress surveys. Um, and we, even though we knew that Starfish had a lot of functionality and a lot of features that we could activate, we wanted to make sure that it was manageable, that we had some initial successes and some initial wins. So definitely the strategy in implementing Starfish was, you know, to... Um, lean into the experts on our campus. I was a new person to the campus. And so um, it was important that um, our, our journey be led by the folks that had a lot of institutional knowledge um, and, and could help us along the way. Wonderful. And Sonia, you kind of alluded to this, but with any student success technology like Starfish that gets implemented on a campus. It is, you know, in reality, a tool that is being used by the practitioners, the, the counselors, the faculty, success coaches, students themselves. Um, so it's really the people who are helping students to be successful with the aid of a platform like Starfish, you know, for things like the early alerts that you mentioned, being able to uh, flag students who might be at risk or raise referrals for students uh, who need to, you know, go to a service like tutoring or financial aid. Um, and then other functionality, of course, being able to create appointments, degree plans, analytics, all kinds of things. Um, so when it comes to implementing a technology across campus, you already mentioned there, there are so many components that go into that because you've got to be thinking about workflows behind the things that the technology can help drive. Um, and so I'm curious, as Starfish was rolled out on campus and in the years that followed, what kind of challenges or pushback did you get um, with Starfish and the new workflows that were part of that? Yeah, that's a really important question, Emily, and I appreciate you asking that. I think I'm going to focus um, on three pieces that come to mind. Um, I mentioned this previously, but institutions have memory, um, and that memory uh, sticks for a really long time. And so, as, as I noted, the people that were associated with past efforts to implement an early alert system had um, conceived of those efforts to be a, a failure. And so that initial buy-in was so critical and being able to lean in on the expertise of those who had been part of the implementation of that past system. And again, you know, uh, being able to tease out what worked and what, what didn't work was really important. That gave us critical insight that informed the Starfish implementation. And I think without having taken time to pause and really hear what folks had to say, uh, we wouldn't be where we're at with our Starfish implementation. So first and foremost, you know, kind of 
understanding the historical context and, and the culture. I think those pieces of our institution are absolutely essential as, as we, we consider implementations. And certainly that was, that was a, a challenge we had to address. Um, and then I think with any new technology that we implement, there is the fear of added work. Um, as I said, we had to do a lot of work to really um, imagine what the workflows were going to be um, in this new virtual space. Um, and so uh, not only did we have to be intentional to identify, you know, who were the folks that were going to be impacted by these workflows, but we also had to be intentional to create space so that we can have dialogue around the workflows and get feedback um, and and ensure folks that we were committed to incorporating that feedback. You know, so initially we might've started with some conceptualization of a workflow. And then as we got feedback, we ended up in a completely different place, but we landed there together. And I think that that's important. Um, and so because folks were able to inform the workflows, we were able to assure them and demonstrate that this wasn't going to be more work. It was actually going to be less work because it was going to allow us to lean into some efficiencies. As I noted previously, we were sort of moving at the pace of, you know, uh, being able to move paper physically from one space to another. Um, and so I, I think that people were assured that it wasn't going to be more work. Um, it was actually going to be more responsive. It was going to allow us to get students to the resources more quickly. Um, and then I think, you know, coupled with just institutional memory and added work is, is the idea of buy-in. And ultimately, it was important to get buy-in from students, from staff, from faculty. Um, and so part of how we attended to that buy-in was creating campaigns as, as part of the deployment of our implementation. We offered trainings, we had ongoing meetings. Um, and so that campaign is, it's really important to be able to create a narrative around what Starfish is and what it's not, right? Um, and ensuring that there is a consistent message that every single constituency group member is delivering around Starfish. Um, and, and so that, I think, went a long way as well in being able to, to get buy-in. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the day, anytime you're implementing technology, um, you don't implement and just sort of let it run. Um, challenges are always going to emerge. And so implementing technology is an iterative process only way that we're going to be able to ensure that we continue to attend to not only the challenges that initially came up, but any new challenges uh, that present as, as we continue to um, move forward. I love that. And that's a really great point about how any technology that you implement really is an iterative process. It's, there's so much more beyond the launch of a technology on campus. And I think during implementations, so many uh, schools are focused on getting the platform live, right? And having the training done and making sure everyone understands what's happening and how it will be used. And then not thinking about what comes after that. How are we going to continue to, to manage this platform and expand and optimize? So I, I love that you touched on that. Um, now, Esteban, what was your role in all of this? And what were some of the initial challenges that you encountered along the way? Uh, yes, thank you, Emily. You know, I think for us, um, my role was as the FYE director and Title V to ensure that 
we were utilizing the system to move our students forward as it relates to persistence, retention, and completion uh, of, of their educational goals. And while we had an infrastructure of Starfish, we didn't really have a program that bought into using the, the tool, right? And so I remember uh, the early stages meeting with Sonia and making sure that, hey, like, let's, why don't we use FIE? I think this would be an amazing opportunity. And so we decided to do that. We decided to use FIE as a pilot program to really pilot all these functionalities. And so we were willing to do the work. And um, I remember we were using Starfish Earlier Alert, uh, but we were we were not really using that case management tool. And that's where we, we came in. And so I remember the early challenges were having to reimagine how we did our business processes. You know, we had to move from that really massive Excel sheet to this essentially new virtual system. And so trying to replicate that functionality that we had on Excel into the system was challenging, right? You know, people, it conceptually makes sense, but when we actually do it in practice, a lot of our staff, faculty, um, you know, we needed to build our confidence that, you know, yes, we'd be doing this for years, but once we move into this, it's gonna be so much better. And so I remember, you know, having to train the staff, you know, teaching them about the, the software and really making feel, people feel confident and comfortable with the, with the software. Wonderful. Now, as you were working with the first year experience program, um, how did you prioritize what to do first with what to use in Starfish? Yeah, that's a great question, Emily. I think for us, we just, first of all, we needed to identify and hire the right staff. You know, I think having the dean and the director as the Starfish administrators was one thing, but really having the, the folks that, are, that were going to be doing that day-to-day -day operation was very, very important. So one of the things that we did here at Long Beach City College was to hire uh, Starfish counseling coordinators in a part-time basis. They were leading a lot of the efforts of the project. We did hire a team of coaches, uh, student success coaches that would report to the Starfish counseling coordinators, faculty coordinators to lead a lot of the day-to-day -day operations. Um, we also identified some participating areas. As I mentioned, FYE was one of the big pilot programs, but we did ask other areas like Destino, Puente, Moja, that if they wanted to participate when we were raising those flags. And so once we identified the, the critical folks, uh, we would then set up a meetings to set up different objectives. So I remember meeting with our IT department, making sure that we had our business system analysts in place, making sure that we had those meetings with Starfish, with our consultant, to make sure that we were meeting on a biweekly basis. And really, once we had that, um, we also had uh, weekly meetings with the operations team at Long Beach where we needed to set up what, what are the roles for the staff, you know, what are the organizations that we're going to build, the relationships within the system. Uh, we needed to do some training for the coaches. And the coaches were also, as we were building the system, they were also testing the system. Uh, we were trying to also create a lot of training materials. So we utilized Canvas on our college so we could actually provide all these training materials to our staff so they could use that. Uh, within this, the way we organized ourselves, we utilized SharePoint and we created a, a whole SharePoint site location where we would build our business processes, different workflows. We actually added more trainings in there. We would also meet with different areas one-on-one -on -one to kind of tell them about the system and how they could utilize the system. But um, really the order of operations of, like I mentioned was to build out this team first, you know, hire the appropriate staff to help us with the project and really grab the case management model that we had on Excel and literally plug that into the system. So, uh, you know, that, that was really the first thing we needed to do. So identify those attributes, identify those 
fields within our system so that we could plug those into Starfish. And once we had that, we were looking at different uh, enhancements uh, on the system. Like we mentioned earlier, we were using the early alert for many years, but we didn't really utilize the case management until then. And so we built the attributes, which are different milestones and metrics that students must be hitting along the way. We created our success plans once we had everything in the system. And then we, after that, we built some student self-raise flags. Um, one of the things that I really love about the system was that once we had the attributes plugged into Starfish, uh, we were able to create automation of the flags. So students were getting flags for a lot of the matriculation steps. You know, we had, for example, orientation, um, financial aid, uh, the assessment, if there were missing units. And so this automation, you know, was raising flags, sending out an email, sending out a text message, but also once the student would complete that item, the system would automatically close it. So we really kind of reimagined the way in which our student success coaches did the work um, before they were doing all of this manually on the Excel sheet. But now we're using, you're utilizing the software more as a um, client management system where we had filters, we we could send out emails into the masses. And so we really enjoyed that whole process. And I think that was the only way we were able to serve almost 5,000 students within the, within the FY program. And that was the only way for us to go to scale. Incredible. So the, the case management piece was really key to getting into place to be able to streamline those processes, automate a lot of the processes. And you all did amazing work with that. I was able to uh, be your consultant during that time. <laughs> so um, seeing the, the improvements there was just incredible. Um, now, Sonia, what were some of the early experiences, well, Sonia or Esteban, what were some of the early experiences or feedback you got um, after, you know, working on this overhaul uh, of your initial Starfish setup um, to let you know that you were on the right path? That's a great question. Um, and so, you know, I think just for, for context, I want to acknowledge that, you know, kind of where we're at now is, you know, fully utilizing um, the progress surveys. We have we did a test run of success plans. We um, are doing case management with using the attributes. Um, we have activated um, uh, self-raised flags uh, for students. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that uh, there's a lot of different functionality that we're leveraging in Starfish. And so it's certainly important for us to, to you know, be able to get feedback to ensure that we're, we're headed in the right direction. So I would say, um, first and foremost, um, from, from the start, we were getting positive feedback from faculty and staff. Um, and I would say this was especially true for instructional faculty. Uh, they were noticing that students were getting to resources more quickly um, and also that there was a dedicated point of contact. And I think this is absolutely paramount for a successful implementation of, um, of an early alert system. I, I think it's difficult to get buy-in if folks don't know that there's someone on the other end that is going to be receiving that information and um, activating on it. Um, and so, uh, you know, be, being able to, to 
to uh, get that that initial feedback from the faculty where they were saying, you know, we're seeing students get to resources, we're seeing that there's changes in the classroom. For some of our faculty, there were there were even changes in in their core success rates, and so I think that instilled confidence um, in uh, the system and the direction that we wanted to to move. And and I will say that over the last several years, we have seen um, noticeable increases in faculty usage and student usage of Starfish. So I think those are good data points as well um, for us to, to kind of lean into. Um, and then, you know, so speaking of data, uh, we we saw some initial gains, um, as, as I noted. And so we we knew that we were onto something good. Uh, so speaking of first year experience specifically, um, we saw that there were increases in um, the completion of transfer level math and English. So more students were enrolling in their first year in transfer level math in transfer level English and also completing those courses. We saw initial increases in persistence, not only from fall to spring, but also fall to fall. Um, students were completing more units and more transferable units. And so we know that those are leading indicators of student success outcomes. Um, and then, you know, also getting feedback from students is really important. And so uh, we surveyed students and um, they indicated that the nudges that they were receiving from the dedicated staff and faculty were, were particularly helpful in activating um, action. Uh, and I think this is an important piece. So the way we've set up Starfish at Long Beach City College is faculty and staff can activate on behalf of a student, but students can also activate on on for themselves. And um, I think I think that's particularly important because it empowers students to make choices based on where they're at in their educational journey. Esteban, do you want to um, talk about any of our FYE students who have now transferred in the ways in which that has impacted them? Uh, yes, totally. Um, you know, I think for us, uh, we would, um, for FYE, you leverage Starfish led to really big significant gains. Um, like Sonia mentioned, we did see an increase in term-to-term persistence to those FYE-affiliated students. Along the way, we have decreased the racial ethnic equity gaps within FYE. And also, we have seen increased program efficiencies. And so just to put things in perspective, our 21-22 cohort, we had about 4,500 students, and about 80% of those persisted um, from term to term. Uh, well, when we look at non-FYE students, they were in the low 60s. And so we definitely have seen a lot of huge impact um, utilizing this platform. As Sonia mentioned, uh, as it relates to math, about 85% of our students in the FYE program completed that transfer-level math. When we look specifically to our Latinx students, about 83% for transferable math. We also saw similar gains with English, about 85% of our FYE students completed transferable English. Specifically for Latinx, we saw about at, at 89%. So it's really high uh, numbers. When we look at our, when we're evaluating our completion of transferable units, it's about a 61% of FYE students that are completing those 15 transferable units. And then something very amazing that we have is we do have an automation for students that are missing the comprehensive educational plan. So that flag go, flags goes in and out depending on when they get it done. 
And as a result of that, we have seen a 75% attainment rate of students completing that comprehensive educational plan. And just to put the things in perspective, that was for 21-22 cohort, which about we have about 4,800 students. And so 75% of them received a comprehensive ed plan, which is huge uh, for a really large program. Um, things that have impacted students um, along the way, because of this, we are able to now focus on different things, right? The system is doing a lot of work for us. And so now we're utilizing that personal touch to focus on a sense of belonging with our students and really making them feel more comfortable and connected to the campus. Once we feel connected with them, then they come to our, our, all of our academic workshops and all the academics. Um, as a result of all of this, you know, our program has been nominated for many awards. For example, the Seal of Excelencia was one of them. So I'm really grateful for that. Those are amazing numbers. I, I've heard you all share um, that data before, and it never gets old. The work that uh, the two of you and the team at Long Beach is doing to support students is, is just incredible. Um, so, Sonia, what's next for Long Beach in terms of providing holistic supports to students, and, and what advice would you offer to other leaders who uh, are wanting to make a measurable impact on student success? Well, as Esteban noted, I think that FYE has provided us a great roadmap for how we can scale these types of efforts to all students at Long Beach City College. And so over the last year, we have been working with colleagues across the campus in um, leveraging the insight from the roadmap that FYE has created on how they've used Starfish to um, our student success teams. Um, and so really that's an opportunity for us to be able to uh, provide just-in-time holistic curated support for all of our students, affiliated and unaffiliated. And I think ultimately that is the heart of equity work, right? When, when we identify great strategies that promote student success, that promote sense of belonging, we want to be able to figure out how do we do that for everyone? Um, and I think that really gets at the heart and mission of what we're trying to do as community colleges in transforming lives and, and promoting success. Um, and so uh, we also want to get more programs um, onto Starfish um, beyond uh, just those in, in student services so that there is much broader um, impact that we're able to have when we're all utilizing the same platform. Um, and I would say, you know, ultimately for other institutions that are looking to do something like this, it's important to reflect, um, you know, for us, what's what's been critical in our journey is to, you know, identify where it, where it is that we want to go, reflect on where we've been. Um, and each year we take the time and the effort to look at our data and identify new goals. I, I said this earlier you can't stagnate, you have to constantly be iterating. And I think that's that's an important part of this process so that you can stay fresh and stay responsive um, to the needs of, of your students. Well, Sonia and Esteban, it has been so wonderful to talk to the two of you today. Thank you for sharing all of the amazing work that you and your team is doing at Long Beach City College to support your students. Uh, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Emily. Yeah, thank you, Emily, for this great opportunity. Thank you for listening. Please join us next week when we hear from a higher ed leader who recently led an academic realignment effort that has, to date, 
generated more than $5 million in cost savings, and that has enjoyed an overwhelmingly positive reaction from students, staff, and faculty. Until next week, thank you for your time.